When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Vernomatic Productions. Hi, this is Tommy Victor from Frond, and you're listening to Metal Mayhem, ROC, with the Vernomatic and Metal Wall. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music, interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. A proud member of the Pantheon podcast team. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts. John the Vernomatic Verno, and direct from New Jersey, Metal Walt. Good evening, everybody. As always, Thursday night's new content drops. Tonight, we're joined by a true heavy metal lifer as Tommy Victor of the iconic New York City metal band Prong joins us. He's here to promote the new Prong album, State of Emergency. We're going to take a deep dive into the killer new album, dissect into songs and the lyrics. He shares why he chose to cover a staple Rush song and why it's the perfect song to close out the album. This is a cool story. Tommy talks about the parking lot gig opening up for Metallica in Jersey in August and how and why the band got the call and what big decision they had to make regarding that event. Finally, he shares a funny story from the early 90s touring with Sabbath and Ozzy and how he handled meeting his idols for the first time. Before we get into this, though, we would like to invite you to visit the MetalMayhemROC.com website. There you'll find a drop-down archive box of some recent episodes, mainly all our episodes. But last week, we had Ronnie Romero had the new CD, Too Many Lies, Too Many Masters. Before that, Brittany Chapman, the daughter of the late, great UFO guitarist Paul Chapman. And at the beginning of the month, we had Udo Dirk Schneider. He came on to talk about his new solo CD, Touchdown. Visit the website and, again, the archive section. Download these episodes. Subscribe to the pod. Leave a review. Sign up for the newsletter to receive notifications of new shows, CD reviews, giveaways, and any new YouTube interviews we have on our channel. So that's about it. We appreciate you listening. But now we're in a state of emergency with Tommy Victor of Prong. For my co-host, Metal Walt, I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Well, today we got another one of those heavy metal lifers. 
35 plus years from the streets in New York. It's got a brand new album. Prongs the band. Tommy Victor's the man. Tommy, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. What's up, Avertomatic? Good to be here, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, just enjoying fall. You know, football's here. You got a new album coming out. Before we get into that, let me introduce my co-host. He's another tri-stater. He goes by the name of Metal Walt. What's happening, Metal Walt? Good to see you, man. Thank you for doing this. Tommy, it's my pleasure. Been many years in the making, and today it's a state of emergency. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, the, the world, em- the world is in a state of emergency. <laughs> not just you. So damn straight. Well, <laughs> well, the real emergency here is. Even though I've been aware of Prong for all these years, you know the the Snap era, beg to differ. It wasn't until Walt and I were working the Metallica show we saw you guys in the parking lot of MetLife. Now, you know, Tommy, I'm a card-carrying member. I went through the catalog, so I'm real excited for, you know, one, talking with you, and two, just getting into the new album and getting educated. So congratulations on the career. Before we get into it, how'd the Metallica show come about? I think they wanted to, I mean, from what I recall, or from what I know, uh, they wanted uh, they wanted us. So... They wanted Overkill and Prong to do the uh, parking lot. So that's uh, really what happened. But that's exclusive company, Tommy. I mean, I I don't take this lightly. You think about all the thrash bands and all the metal bands that have come through New York, past and present, right? Like, that's select company, man. I mean, that's that's a privilege, I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, there there is a lot of great bands that came out of New York. Uh, Let's see especially when you go back, I mean, crossover bands, uh, but have they continued to do records like Overkill and Prong? I don't know. I don't think so. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Overkill have never stopped. They continue putting records. Prong had some little period, some holes where we stopped. But uh, no, I mean, within the last, you know, 10 years, there's been seven Prong releases. So, you know, it's been a lot of action. So uh, I think that has to do with it. A bit. It was awesome. Like I said, uh, I've always been familiar, but when the first singles from State started coming out and we were playing it on the the uh, radio show, like Breaking Point and whatnot, it was weird because I was more familiar with the new stuff than, than I was with the old. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So um, congratulations on getting that gig. Thanks. That was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, we were very excited about it. Got to see Metallica. Uh it was a great day. Everyone enjoyed themselves. Uh, the weather was, you know, when you have these outdoor things, it's always scary. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, uh, especially on the East Coast here. It's like the hurricanes and thunderstorms, craziness. Well, I know, it did. There was a threat of rain that day, too. I remember yeah. when he was calling it out, and then <laughs> it ended up being awesome because it never rained, and it was actually a perfect temperature. Yeah. I heard it was blisteringly hot Sunday. Um you know, Sunday was better because, uh, for some reasons because more people would have been there because, you know, Friday afternoon is Friday afternoon. Rush hour, it's funny getting out of that place regardless is just a nightmare. So, uh, but the fact that Pantera was playing uh, on Friday and we had a chance to see them, that was more of an attraction. We had a choice. They gave Prong the choice of doing it. You guys want to do, do as we do the Friday or the Saturday? And we, we, knowing that Pantera was playing, we did the uh, Friday. The guys you had playing 
the the drummer and the a bass player. How that how that come about? Oh, with the guys with prong. We yeah. go to they, they both were our techs. Dean was my guitar tech for a long time, and then Tyler was our drum tech. So because of scheduling problems and other issues, they wound up playing in the band now. So that's. That's 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 what seems to happen with some people. They just rise the ranks. You start out as a as a tech for a band, you wind up playing with them. So that's what happened. Well, I, I thought I heard a rumor that uh, Jason Bettner was supposed to sit in for you with you guys for that gig. Initially, he he did a tour with us with Life Agony earlier in the year, and uh, as for typical prong drama comes, goes he came down and rehearsed. He goes, "I want to do the gig." I said, "Sure." We we put Tyler on the in the bullpen. And uh, I said, if Jason wants to do it, Tyler uh, Bittner's going to do it. And he was fine with that. But then he, he got COVID, so Tyler was uh, elevated to the start. So apart from, you know, as opposed to being a, a relief pitcher that day. Could have well, fooled us, man. He was awesome. I mean, he yeah. was having a good time up there, standing up behind the drum kit. He fucking killed it. Yeah, no, he did a great job. We, see, he, he's so inexperienced yeah. and he's so new. That was one of the fears that we had. It's like, how is he going to do a live show? Especially on a show of that magnitude <laughs> and then going on tour, which he's never done before neither. So, you know, these kids today, you don't know what they're going to, how they're going <laughs> to respond to things. So he did well, man. Well, we enjoyed him. Uh, so the new album, uh, State of Emergency, what is it? 10, 11 originals, one cover. We'll get yes. to that a little later. Uh, I'll, I'll start right off the bat. The first song, The Descent. Uh Thrashy, heavy drums. Great staple to come to say, hey, here we are. Prong 2023. What's the origins of this song? You know, that's it's interesting. That was the only song that went through uh, arrangement changes. So uh, I had done the demos myself back here in New York. I, I was living in L.A. for a long time. So we made the move, my family and I, back to New York. And I was writing all the material. And uh, uh, Ebbets. Uh, had a lot of comments. Our producer, Steve Evans, had a lot of comments on the, the song, The Descent, uh, in its demo form. So we reworked that song. So uh, that was probably the freshest uh, arrangement out of any of the songs. So uh, it, it just came out great, man. I mean, you know, the, the, the uh, solo on the record is done by Mark Rizzo, who's... Uh, playing with uh, Tommy Vex right now and was in mm -hmm. uh, Soulfly for a really long time. And uh, the, uh, the the BPM is really fast on that. So we said, Let, this is going to be the opener of the record. So that was a, when we finalized it, we were just going into finalization. We knew that was the opener. It's a thrasher. It's got the big breakdown in the middle. You know, it reflects old prong. You know, there's uh, no surprises there with it. It's got the apocalyptic uh, vision in it. It's mm -hmm. downwards. It's actually about like social media. Like this guy's just going crazy and just so fed up with. He just feels he's inadequate and he's just on this uh, uh, this descent into misery because of uh, you know online mental manipulation. Well, then it's a perfect segue into the video and the one of the early signals. Uh, breaking point. I got out of it. I love the chorus. But they teach you, you won't learn. It's obscene. It's a breaking point. Uh, was there an underlying theme or aggression against yeah, media it, it, and all that bullshit? It, yeah, I mean, they, that, that's about 
Well, like the dissent is more about this one guy, and then breaking points more about a, like the general populace uh, just being fed up and uh, whatever they do in response to them uh, not appreciating being lied to, uh, paying too much. Now we got inflation, all these things. That sort of is reach. Everyone's reaching this this breaking point. Uh, but I really threw it for a second because I mean, at the end of the pandemic, Prong did this tour with a Black Label Society, and yeah. it was unbelievable. Yeah. Probably the greatest tour we did. It was like everyone was at on that tour. Like all the shows were pretty much sold out. People were going crazy. Like I've never seen it before, uh, where of all ages, people were just drinking like crazy, doing all these <laughs> drugs, and just killing each other in the mosh pit. Just, I was like, what is going on? I was like, everyone's reached this breaking point. Like we've been, we've been shut down, and now well, this is the response to it. People are just spending money. Like, you know, like Black Label have so many uh, this unbelievable merch selection. And but still, they got to spend a whole bunch of money on prong too. It's like, what is going on? People <laughs> spending and eating and drinking and doing drugs, like, like it's the end of the world. So that's really where it, the idea of the song came from in the beginning, initially. Tommy, I would say, you know, this is a general observation. Being a prong fan back since the early '90s is is listen. You always you don't write surface level. You're all you're very well versed. You're very sophisticated. And topical in your in your lyrics, and that's what makes, in my opinion, Prong stand out as a very very unique band. So I just wanted to ask you about generally about like your sound, right? Because there's a certain tone that you play with mm. your guitar, and that's synonymous with Tommy Victor. And then there's also in like your vocal delivery, and I wouldn't say it's your voice; it's the delivery that you do in the songs. Um, I, I can't remember one was one of the songs on the new album. My nine year old daughter was in the car the other day as I was spinning it, and she was humming along because she's like, "Oh, Dad, you listen to this crazy extreme metal stuff. Yeah. This is horrible." But she, I hear her in the back going, "Da da 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 da, ba 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 ba," and she picked it up like the whole groove of Prague. and that's what makes your sound so synonymous. So, you know what? You've had a long career, thirteenth album. Talk a little bit about the sound of Prague. I asked you a good question. I think the vocal delivery and the guitar, a lot of it is based on Killing Joke, which is like my favorite band. So a lot of it's that. And then we were first introduced to, I guess, Metallica, like Ride the Lightning period. So it's like a combination of that and then, you know, hardcore. So New York hardcore, and uh, <clears throat> which... Still really fussed from the bad brains, but like the Chromags, Agnostic Front, where that kind of delivery comes in. So I think it's a mix of those type of bands, really. Um, and then I sort of just kept going with it. Like I, I, I was playing bass in bands as a kid, so I've always been real more, more rhythmic. I sort of picked up guitar when Prong started, so I've been learning on the way. You know, and uh, I just think I keep getting better. You know, like it's it, it's um, it's always a process. It's, I'm always challenged, and I feel that. Um, it, it's like when they ask to do it, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I can make another record because I feel like, you know, the, the, uh, there's always more room for development and I can grow a little bit. But now that you see all these records on here, like being a legacy act is, is really a cool place to be because I could know, I know what doesn't work and I could look, oh man, that's cool. So it, it fits in with this framework of the umbrella of the prong sound 
So I do have the benefits of that. I mean, we broke ground before. Now we laid a foundation. Now, uh, you know, we could expand on it, but we do, we can't deviate too much from that. Like you said, that prong sound. Uh, otherwise, it's weird. You know, like, you know, I don't want to, <clears throat> you know, it's funny with, you know, like in Spinal Tap when they start doing the jazz odyssey, you know, it's like these guys, these bands, so cliche wise, they always wind up doing something that's completely weird. Like, you know, like Metallica did that Lulu record. I mean, you yeah. got to watch out what you do, especially like, I don't want to, you know, there's, there's other bands that have put out these real dud records and you can't, okay. you, you know, you can't go too away from you with that foundation is. Otherwise, it just topples, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, anybody that knows Prague knows it's like it's heavy, it's thrashy, it's doomy, it's industrial, experimental. It's unique, man. When you and I were coming back from that Metallica show and we're reflecting on the day and the prong set, you said to me, you know what? That's what you get with prong, a little bit of everything. It's sort of like a heavy metal buffet, if you will. And that's what I really love about the band, where that's exactly it, man. You get a little of this and a little of that, but it's always, you know, prong stays in their lane. It's a big boulevard, but they stay in their lane. Hey, listen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Metal Walt's going to start giving his interpretation of some of the killer tracks on the brand new State of Emergency prong release. We'll be right back. Metal Mayhem ROC. I'm Metalhead. Metal Mayhem ROC is the home for metal from the very beginnings. This is James DeBerry from Hellstar. You're listening to Burn Omatic. Dave Overkill from the Cleveland band Destructor. Hey, Dave, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's a long time headliner. Hey, this is Red Beach from White Snake. Hey, this is Vinny Apathy from Dio, Black Sabbath, and Last in Line. To music of today. Hi, this is Olaf Wickstrand from Enforcer. Hi, this is Braun from Mastodon. You're listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. With John the Vernomatic Burner. Plus, we talk with producers and authors to give you behind-the-scenes info. Hi, this is William Irwin, author of The Meaning of Metallica, Ride the Lyrics. Greg Renoff, the author of the book Van Halen Rising, and the uh, Ted Templeman book, A Platinum Producer's Life in Music. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Metal Mayhem ROC. A proud member of the Pantheon podcast team. Giving you more to listen for. Join our community. And always remember to keep it heavy. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. We love this album, man. It's killer. So a couple of my songs I wanted to ask you about, um, um, Tommy, the title track. Like right now at this point in time, like that's the one that keeps going up. Every time I have that on my earbuds, I keep raising the volume. It's just fucking aggressive. And, you know, it's just, oh man, it's just like it's pounding. Yeah. That's a real classic groove metal prong song. And uh, again, like I didn't want to deviate from that format too. Like if anybody goes, oh, you know, what is prong? Like some people say it's like groove metal and sure it is. So that has that groove. Uh, but that's like the last lyric I wrote, and okay. that was taken from all the other ones. I was like, Did, we got to do a title track, the name of the album is State of Emergency, so that ties it all in. It's uh, it, it's pretty much, as far as lyrically, it, it points to just propaganda and media uh, manipulation again, and that seems to be a, a, a little bit of a thread that goes through a lot of the songs. Uh, and that ties in the whole thing where, you know, uh, it's it's just confusion and propaganda and, and disappointment and hopelessness all wrapped into that one song. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's why it's just it's just so gritty and it has that real aggression. And, uh, you know, an anti song has this huge breakdown at the end, which is just like, oh, my God, it's like the end of the world type of vibe. Yeah. So, uh, where, you know I, that that came out cool that song I really like it I love that one and and non-existence I you know again that one you got a video for it right and it's maybe comment on that one in the video check it out it's like it's a bunch of buildings being constructed in kind of fast speed motion you know like what's what's behind that one well that comes from the the concept of existence is better than non-existence so it's 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 good to be alive and useful you don't have to be happy. But contribute, man. Like you know, the, some of the guys that you people that were walking these girders in the sky. You know, like you sometimes you see these old pictures of these workers on working on the Empire State Building, and someone's yeah. like, "These guys had dedication, man." It's like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's like risking their lives for the for prosperity's sake, and you know, the uh, the building of America. I think it's just such a fantastic thing, and people take the, take advantage of that or overlook that now so uh you you're alive 
You know, we, we don't have to be just continually gratified, but, you know, we can, everyone can contribute to life somehow, you know, like this whole idea that, oh man, everybody, like if everyone's owed something is just uh, something that I, I just can't understand. Like, you know, even when, when for, for prom first started, it's like, you know, I want to get records out. You want to do something, you know, just, just, it's just the way, you know, uh, I guess I was wired, but, um, I, I think existence is better than non-existence and, you know, well, people say, oh, you know, pro- progress is bad, whatever. No, this is, this is song is about progress and, you know, we built, did amazing things as mankind, you know, like building, you know, we, and we keep moving ahead and, you know, there's tons of problems, et cetera. But, you know, I think that they, they can be overcome, you know? Absolutely. Now you talk about some of these songs, like the social media angle and what you guys were just talking about. When, when you get to a song like Disconnect, uh, when did you take the happy pills? Because this is like a fun, groovy, punk, rock and roll kind of, do I, do I dare say, radio song. This is a cool song. Talk about yeah, this one. Yeah, it's a cool song. I don't put the, the lyric, it, it may deceive you that that is kind of even more dark. It, on a personal, that's not, that does that song doesn't really fit into the whole state of emergency in that, of like the, that, uh, of the the mass media, but on a on a list, this is in a way it does. Now comes to think of it, because like the descent is like this narrative of this guy that's going through this terrible state. This one's pointing the finger at somebody else. Is uh, there's two songs like that on the record? This guy's trying to tell me something, and this guy is just completely delusional. You know, like give out, you know, like, like it's like, dude, don't even. I I can't even deal with what you're trying to i i you're you're trying to sell me on something that is completely not the truth and that's what that's about this guy's just disconnected from the truth so that's the other song who told me that you're referring to that's no that one that one's more on the uh, on the on the media side of it's just like it like the gaslighting was like hey wait a minute the last thing you know it's it's like you said something the last time, and now you're telling me you never said that. And it's just like, you know, that it, that, that, that is kind of like that, too, where it's like, you know, you're completely, you know, full of crap. You know, this is, but it's more pointed. That one is more like the media. It's like, I'm hearing this stuff, and I'm like, wow, this changed. It's like this whole Orwellian reality that we live in now. So that's what that one is. The other one, the light turns black. That's a, that's more about somebody who's, who's, um, uh, it's a it's a theme that's been done before. Uh, uh, like it's like dead man can tell no tales. Like it's like mm-hmm. you know you know somebody who's just killing themselves with like either food or alcohol or something with drug addiction, and you're like, dude, like you know why are you trying to destroy yourself? That's like one of those songs where and there's nothing you can do about it. Like you can't the helplessness of being, uh, you know a. a, a in a relationship with somebody that you just can't help themselves, you know? I had an observation too, the song compliant. And then the next one is the New York city song, but compliant. It's not so much in the the content, but I like how the, like you throw the lyric right up front, the singing just hits you in the face in the beginning. And like, that's all about that. Like the focus of that song is on the delivery of the vocal and your voice. Yes. So what comment on that one? I think when you, that, that that's, part of the whole concept of having a variety on a record too, where uh, I'm old school, man. Like, you know, one of my favorite records is like Zeppelin three, 
where it's like all over the place. You got the hard song, you got the immigrant song, comes out strong, and then it goes into like friends, and it's like, whoa, I'm on like the psychedelic trip, and then it just keeps it keeps you moving. And there's a couple other hard songs like out on the tiles on there, so it keeps you interested. So um, I like the idea of having some songs or songs that we're it's not always a guitar accompaniment behind something. So there's that space. It's like, how do you fill that up, though? And, uh, you know, it, it it has that narrative. And Prong has done that before. It's nothing new. It's yeah. like one of those one of those Prong songs that has, like even Slap Your Finger, Slap Your Neck has those, those holes in it where it's just vocals. So um, it's good as a guitar player singer where you could, you know, like just sing for a while and then crank into a, a rhythm <laughs> guitar. So you're not always having to play and sing all the time. Yeah, I hear you. Now, what about, um, uh, again, the New York City? And it's funny, when I was making my notes for the show, I said to myself, I said, you know, being a lifelong Jersey guy and Tommy being a lifelong New York guy, I want to ask him about his upbringing in New York and the New York sound. But then all of a sudden I'm going through the album and I'm like, holy shit, he wrote a song called Back to NYC. So I assume you were not in NYC and you've come back now. But um, Yeah, I like- in LA, yeah. So- uh, that was one of the things like when, when the label, you know, we signed a new record deal and like, when are you going to do this? And, um, I was like, I'm in the process of moving. My wife just got a job back in New York. I'm like, okay, back in New York. So, um, that was actually the first song that I wrote for the record. Like, I was like, I got, that's the, like, I'm going to start writing when I get back and we, you know, wrote it in the apartment. And, uh, you know, I had the vibe now, like of that, that, intensity of being back in new york and writing the song so i'd be mean, really I, where we move is not too far from where i grew up in Queens. so i uh, i sort of had this the, the weather and just the way everything was i was like this is this is going to be cool because uh i i'm back where i started and back where i first listened to the first records i bought and uh, I started listening to the old records that I was into as a kid. And, you know, uh, I go, well, now I understand why I'm still doing this because I started getting that feeling. And I could tell you which records those are. I mean, I mentioned Zeppelin three, you know, like physical graffiti and, you know, and, and volume four and, uh, from Sabbath and, uh, to those were like big, huge records for me as a kid. So they sort of like a doomy, gloomy, you know, he was, uh, Zeppelin four too. They just have these this weird gloom about them, you know. And uh, I said, "Well, I'm gonna try to." That's what this new prong record should be like a little bit, you know. Not that style of music, really, but uh, there's always something really mysterious about Zeppelin, you know, that uh, always intrigued me a lot. And like same thing with Sabbath. That that record's just like this donor rock classic <laughs> doom record. Like there's nothing better than Volume Four. That's like that's the one, you know? So, yep. uh, you know, there's the whole vibe of being back when, when I was like this alienated, depressed kid and listening to those records. And that was my life. You know, what else did I have? You know, I was like that, that's the only, my only solace was, uh, you know, the old, those classic old records. Oh, sure. The last song, it's a cover. And now we're starting to realize where this is coming from. Rush working man. Last week, it was the late, great Neil Peart's birthday. But ironically, you guys finished the album with a cover of Working Man, which <laughs> wasn't Neil. It was John Rutsey. How'd this come about? And um, 
you know, I started seeing Rush in 81. So they're one of my all-time favorites. Well, I beat you on that. I, I started seeing Rush. I think it, the first time I saw them, they were opening up for UFO. And <sighs> I, I, it's probably 76, maybe. Oh, you're one of those guys, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I see them. So I saw Fly By Night. Tour. I didn't see with Rush. I don't even know if they played it with him. But so no. like the first time Fly By Night, um, I had the first the first Rush record pretty much when it came out. I read about it in Circus Magazine, and I loved it. I was like, holy, this is the band like we've been waiting for. Yep. And then, um, you know, the, I saw them Fly By Night, Let's Steal, uh, 2112, like multiple times, Failure of the Kings, Hemisphere, that whole period. And then, um, but... Again, along the lines of Volume Four and you know the Zeppelin records I mentioned, I think that that Rush record is a classic old um, doom rock record. You know, like that that was, uh, and that lyric always it's one of the most memorable lyrics ever. It's like we're you know it's like this guy's a narrative of a guy that's just lost. Yep. So that's the bookends on the record. Like the descent is the same type of lyric. It's this guy, the, the modern version of a working man, is this. You know, the the 2023 version is this unemployed guy that's just addicted to social media that has nothing going on in his life versus the 1974 version, which is a guy that's working at some factory and is just as as is is hopeless. So that's the bookends on the record. So uh, I thought it worked perfectly uh, uh, lyrically, musically, like the, the descent has sort of this almost like a Sabbathy breakdown riff. And then, of course, you know the, the the regular the main A riff of Working Man is the classic doom blues rock riff that you know everyone knows. So um, just a, a great thing. And then you know the fact that it, you know Rush is a trio, so that works with Trong being a trio. Uh, so there's good there's a lot of things why that was the perfect choice to end the record with. And it's a tribute to Rush. And um, no, I'm not nothing against Neil Peart, that, but that re- first record applies more to what we're doing yeah uh tommy you have a record release show booked for dingbats new jersey you yeah. bet your ass i'm gonna be there <laughs> oh, because good. that's in my neck of the woods i would love to buy you a beer or whatever but what's in store for that show are you gonna play the whole album can i make a request the whole album <laughs> come on I man wish, i wish i i wish i had the time to do that to to learn all the songs again like it and going there but we have to play the 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 hits of Brong, which is a lot of cleansing material. And um, then, you know, the, uh, the, the, the classics, which uh, are from Prove You Wrong record, Prove You Wrong, Unconditional. Uh, then we do a lot of Bake to Differ songs. So, I mean, we just, we did, we were out in Shore with Europe. We did a little kind of run of headlining shows that, and uh, the set was an hour and a half. So, I mean, usually we play pretty long, uh, yeah. but we'll have some. Hopefully, we could do at least the th- three uh, main ones of, of uh, that we've been doing, and maybe add another one from State of Emergency as well. Uh, and then uh, my buddy Steve Singh's band, Morning Noise, are playing that. He's in Danzig with me too. He's a bass player, so okay, uh, his band's playing. Okay, that's great. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Is there going to be a uh... A bigger U.S. tour to come at some point, I would suppose. So. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to we're, we're working on that. So, uh, but uh, that's not for a while because uh, I've been really busy, and uh, you know, I want to like 
maintain my marriage, so I'm not going to tour for a couple months at least <laughs> now. Well, Tommy, listen, we're uh, respectful of your time. Let's share your social outlets. How can people follow Prong, get the new state of emergency, all that good stuff? You go to prongmusic.com and uh, that'll link you up to certain things. And then our, our merch company is Manic Merch. We get a whole new line of T-shirts. You can get the record through Manic Merch too. And uh, Napalm Records, uh, I guess, went on their site. Uh, just uh, plug in Prong and uh, you can order a record through Napalm as well in America. Europe, uh, we're on SPV over there. So uh, look at that Studio One. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I was at that show in 94. Oh my I was God. at all of these shows, the Dehumanizer, the No More Tears. Before you go, Tommy, I, I know that. you had run-ins with Ronnie and Tony and Geezer and Ozzy. Any great stories you would want to share? The only thing was Tony. I, I did not. They're like, well, Tony wants, you know, you want to go meet Tony. And I was like, uh, I think it was at the Beacon. And I was like, I was sort of, when, when they said that, I, I, I started almost fainting. Like, uh, I, and I had a couple experiences in my life with that. I sort of, sort of somehow got myself up and he was sitting in the back, like as royal as he is. He was just sitting in the back of the dressing room. And I sort of, like dragged myself up there. I was like, uh, 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 uh. I was like, yeah. like this is Tommy from Get Prong. I was, I could, I was, could not say anything. He was like, it's okay, man. I was like, I just bye. And I just, <laughs> yeah. I could, I was, was like, I was so scared mm-hmm. and so nervous that I, I mean, there's no way I could talk to him. There's no way. So uh, that was about the. the experience i was like what i am the biggest the same thing happened with gene simmons with me i was like he came in a rehearsal once so like when i was with dancing rehearsing i was just like yeah and he just said it's okay man i was just like what <laughs> like, how about ozzy though i, I, I want you to run into an ozzy anything good there ozzy, you could tell ozzy had that air about him like he's just the average guy like you know he just well, man, give me a beer, man. You know, I was like, you know, and, and Dia was the same thing. You got any weed? You know, that's what's the thing. So, uh, but, you know, Tony is like this, you know, so that was it with that. Hey, on that Aussie show at the Felt Forum that you opened uh, at on 92, I was there. That was wow. the show a fan got up on stage and tackled him and it got on the Headbangers Ball news feed and it cracked his ribs. I don't know if you remember oh that. Oh, my God. I don't remember that. I, I, I was just. I just remember because we went on really early. I remember every time we played with Ozzy, there'd be like probably anybody there and like five guys just like giving us the finger like somewhere. Like it was like here, there. It's like, all right, okay. <laughs> so that was pretty much my old experiences with that. But uh, yeah, that's how I, you know, uh, that was with Joe and uh, he was he was a killer guitar player with Ozzy. And then yep. uh, Ozzy was just like, he was trying to like Sneak into everyone's dressing room, trying to steal their beer, and then they would try to. Ozzy got away, couldn't bring him back out. So, well, you've come a long way since those shows, Tommy. I so know it's crazy, man. Amazing career, and we're Thank happy you. to be along with it with you. Thanks, Walt. Well, the new one, State of Emergency. When does this come out? October sixth. Yeah, the show is October twentieth at Dingbat. So October sixth, you can pre-order it too, but it comes out October sixth. All right. Well, you know what? Thank you for admitting me into the prong club. I will do pay my dues. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, John. Thank you guys very much. Thanks for your support. What's up? We'll see you, Tommy. We'll see you, Dingbats. Cheers. 
Metal for life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.